Hello and welcome to day eight. This is the second section in the book, The Miracle of the Christmas Child by Penelope J. Stokes, and it's titled, The Joy. Day eight, reunion. Elizabeth leaned back into the shade of the canvas awning over the doorway and squinted out into the morning sunlight toward a distant rise. She had always viewed the hills of Judea as a welcome, comforting presence, like strong, protective sentinels guarding the village. But today, she wished they would move over a little bit and give her a better view of the horizon, for Elizabeth was eagerly anticipating the arrival of a visitor. The last time Elizabeth had seen her, Mary had been little more than a child. Surely she had grown. She was what? Thirteen? Not a fully mature woman yet, but still engaged to be married. And now, for what reason Elizabeth did not know, she was making the journey from Nazareth to visit her old cousin. Such a sweet girl Mary was. Raised to honor and respect her elders, she treated Elizabeth more like a grandmother than a distant relative. And even though they lived apart and rarely saw each other, Elizabeth's heart had leaped for joy at the news that Mary was coming to see her. What would the dear girl think, Elizabeth wondered, when she discovered that her old cousin was with child? She hoped that Mary would share her excitement, perhaps even stay with her until the baby was born. As if he had read her mind, the infant stirred in her womb. A faint kick, then a stronger one, so powerful that it nearly took her breath away. Elizabeth shifted, trying to find a more comfortable position, and then looked up at the horizon again. There, in the distance, a small donkey made its way down the hillside, stirring up dust along the road, with a diminutive rider on its back. The beast was far too away for Elizabeth to see much detail, but her heart bubbled to life like a spring of water. Closer, closer, yes! It was Mary. Her dark hair flowed long and loose beneath a blue head covering, and she lifted her hand to wave. At last, the donkey came to a stop near the doorway, and the girl dismounted, approaching her cousin with outstretched arms. Elizabeth, Mary called. It's so good to see you after all this time. Elizabeth opened her mouth to respond, but no words came. The babe in her womb gave a mighty leap, and she stood there for a moment, breathless, her mind filled with images she did not understand. Then, just as suddenly as if the noonday sun had come out from behind a cloud, the truth dawned on her. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, she blurted out. But who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? The words startled Elizabeth as if they had come from some source other than her own mind. Still, she had only to take one glance at Mary's radiant countenance to know that wherever the words came from, she had spoken truly. Mary was with child. Elizabeth knew it, even though there were no outward signs. And she knew just as surely that the infant in her cousin's womb was the chosen one. The young girl stared at her with an expression of wonder and incredul incredulity. You know? 
Elizabeth stepped forward and held Mary in a close embrace. As soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child within my womb danced for joy. Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of all the Lord has spoken to her. Mary stepped back, and she raised her arms heavenward. My soul magnifies the Lord, she whispered, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For the Lord has looked with favor on his humble servant, and from this day forth all generations will call me blessed. The Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Elizabeth listened in awe as Mary sang the praises of the Almighty, and tears filled her eyes. She had lived long and seen much, and after the conception of her own son, she never dreamed that any other act of God could be quite so grand. But here she was, face to face with the ultimate miracle, the enfleshing of the holy in the body of her own dear Mary. Messiah had come at last, and Elizabeth herself would be not only mother to the forerunner, but great-grandmother in practice, if not in reality, to the Holy One of God. At last they went inside, where Elizabeth set out fresh bread and fruit in a little goat's milk and listened while Mary told her story. And your mother didn't believe you? Elizabeth fumed. How could she possibly think that you would? Well, she is my mother, Mary answered placidly. She wants to protect me, to shield me from getting hurt. Well, so would I, my dear. But how can she possibly imagine she's protecting you by accusing you of lying? Despite her anger, Elizabeth chuckled. Besides, she must think you a very creative liar to come up with a story such as this one. Mary laughed lightly. Well, I guess it's kind of a compliment. But her countenance sobered. Mother, like Joseph, like everyone else, will simply have to draw her own conclusions. She can choose to believe or not to believe. And what of Joseph, that nice young man of yours? Elizabeth asked cautiously. What has he chosen? Joseph has chosen to believe, Mary answered. Although it was not an easy decision for him, he didn't know what to make of the story at first. Initially, he wanted to break our engagement and quietly send me away so I wouldn't be subjected to humiliation. But then something happened. He changed his mind. God spoke to him. Elizabeth surprised even herself with the firmness of this opinion. This child of yours needs a father, a strong father, a noble, godly man like Joseph. Mary nodded. I would not have contested any decision he might have made, she said quietly. But I can't tell you how thankful I am that he still intends to marry me. You're right, Elizabeth. This baby needs him, and I need him too. And God, Elizabeth answered in a whisper, somehow provides all we need. Mary slipped into silence, and her eyes took on a faraway expression, as if it were looking into the future. Elizabeth watched as a series of emotion flitted across the girl's face. Joy and pain, sorrow and exultation, 
terror and longing and hope. This sweet child of her heart, she knew instinctively, would not have an easy life. Her obedience would cost her dearly. She had already begun to get a glimpse of the price she would pay for saying yes to God. But obedience brought great spiritual riches as well. The knowledge that she had been chosen as the instrument of God's grace, not just for herself, but for all of God's people. The awareness that some, not all, but perhaps a great many, would believe and would be blessed because of her. Elizabeth could only pray that in the long run, in the long run, the joy would be greater than the heartbreak.